Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome to episode 74 of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, and this one's coming out a little bit late. I apologize for that. I don't really have a reason. I just didn't prioritize it, which goes back into prioritizing things that are important. And I never say I didn't have the time. I hate it when people say that. I'm sure you do too. When you ask somebody something like, I just don't have time for that. I was like, no, everybody has time for things that they prioritize. And the last week or so, I prioritized other things over putting out an episode. And I'm not going to do that again. This is very important to me. And I wanted to apologize. It's a few days late. So, yeah, this episode, I didn't really have a subject. And I was sitting here and I was thinking, what can I talk about that has happened for me recently? And about two and a half weeks ago, I sat with one of the most powerful plant medicines in the world. And the last two and a half weeks has been interesting, to say the least. It's been, I feel like a new person, a totally new person. And this episode is really about... I wanted to talk about the, a lot of people talk about the good side of plant medicines and they are amazing. They are. And I had a, I had a good experience. I did. I had a big experience, huge. And maybe I'll talk about it one day. Maybe I won't. But what I wanted to talk about on this episode was the fact that not a lot of people talk about the other side of plant medicines. And what I mean by that is that Yeah, how do I how do I say this? Um, a lot of people that do these plant medicines or go down this path, they they get to a point where sometimes they can want to dive too deep. I use the analogy of if you any of you guys have ever watched Lord of the Rings, you know I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan. You know I am. There's a, everybody knows this scene in the first movie, even if you don't watch Lord of the Rings, where Gandalf says, you shall not pass to the Balrog. And it's this big demon, fiery looking thing with wings. Now, the reason why that thing exists is when the dwarves lived in Khazad-dum, which is where they are, which is called the Mines of Moria, they would dive deep into the mountains looking for gold, silver, mithril, this gem, this metal. And they dug too deep one day and they released the Balrog, which was trapped deep, deep in the earth's core. The reason I use that analogy is that plant medicines can be like that. You can tap into things that can be very scary and are not yours necessarily. People have talked about meeting demons. They've talked about meeting 
um, other beings in a different dimension. And when you say that to the average person that's never experienced those kind of mind-altering substances, they're like, oh, it's just something made up in your mind. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And that's why you got to be careful. That's why you can't play psychedelics. You can't play. It's not a game. And the older I get, the more experience I have down this path, the more I see people, like people just do it for fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing maybe, maybe you do a few grams of mushrooms for fun in the sun and you're down by the beach. There's nothing wrong with that necessarily. But if you take it too far, it can be a completely traumatizing, unhinged experience. And everybody knows a story of somebody who was on psychedelics and did something bad. Like there was recently a guy, he was a soldier and it was at the Gorge Amphitheater and he was really, really high on mushrooms apparently and he murdered three people with a gun. I've never felt like murdering anybody, taking any kind of psychedelics, but I've done it in a very controlled setting. So the reason for this episode is I wanted to talk about how Yes, they're great, but they are a tool that really, really needs to be respected. And if for some reason you don't respect them, especially with some of the bigger ones, bigger, bigger ones would be things like, they're all kind of big, but like things like Iboga, Ayahuasca, 5-MeO-DMT, Bufo, which is 5-MeO-DMT, um, high doses of psilocybin, high doses of LSD. When you start going into these kind of places, it's not a game. It's not necessarily, you don't do it for fun. You do it as a tool to look inwards and to heal things that that you know you need to heal, but you don't necessarily know what they are. So I'm trying to not talk too much about my experience because I'm still integrating it. That's another thing. I could talk to you a lot about integration. A lot of people might have these experiences, right? They have these big experiences and it's almost like a buzz these days. The amount of people I see on social media that are like, I'm going to Peru to drink ayahuasca or I'm going to this, do that. And they publicly are posting about it, which I find interesting. And I've also questioned when I talk about it, what my motivation is behind it. Am I doing it for validation or am I doing it to try and bring awareness to the space and to be a voice that has is grounded, but I'm not trying to impress anybody because I'm part of the psychedelic club. And I can honestly say that I'm definitely not trying to impress anybody because it's not a game. It's not something to do to impress people. And if you are going into anything like that with that kind of intention, you're going to have a bad time. You're going to, you're going to learn. You're going to learn real quick. Um, holy shit. <laughs> you're going to fucking learn. And you'll learn why you feel like you need validation from external sources. And that might be your journey. That might be your path. But it's very, it's very popular these days, which is a really good thing and also i can see there's some there's kind of some shadowy sides of it where people are there's this there's this page that i follow that 
that really links to what I'm talking about. It's called Healing from Healing, which is a funny name because there's so many people that are going on this healing path, so to speak. And a lot of them are just, a lot of them are, are, are like pseudo healing or they're just bypassing. Like, yeah, I'm healing, but I still do lots of Coke on the weekends, but I'm healing and I've got all the crystals. I've got this, I've got that. I do Reiki, I do all this stuff. And it's like, cool. But are you actually doing the deep work, which is unhinging, scary? It, it's a lot, and it's not something to be taken lightly. Um, here is a, a literal ad, right? Right here. I want to show you this if you're watching YouTube. This is real. This is real. Sacred Medicine Rafting Retreat, Friday, August 4th to Sunday, August 6th. Saturday, Bufo Ceremony. Bufo is a... <laughs> It's the most powerful psychedelic in the world. It's called 5-MeO-DMT. Bufo is a, is a toad, and it excretes this stuff through his skin, which is the psychedelic. It's a 5-MeO-DMT. And they scrape it off the frogs. They basically dry it out off the toads, and they dry it out, and you smoke it. All right? So the, on Saturday, you start off with a Bufo ceremony. Basically, go to the spirit realm. Followed by a potluck integration and fellowship. Followed by white water rafting. A sacred water blessing dinner and a sound healing bath. And it says it's a donation of $717 to attend. <laughs> so basically you're going to partake in one of the most intense ontology shattering and self-discombobulating substances known to man, directly followed by a very fun and also rather risky form of outdoor activity that let's say probably requires you to be rested and in full control of your five senses. That is legit what is out there. Now that scares the shit out of me because whoever's hosting something like that <laughs> should really look at themselves. Like there's a lot of things like that. There's a lot of stories I've heard like that as stories of people going to these retreats or these places and having horrendous times, horrendous. So if you are looking to go to a place, do your research. This is the dark side of this shit. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen in this rapidly emerging industry that I'm a part of. I just finished a six-month course. It's the first time I've done a post-secondary education. I'm 31 in a month. I've never done any post-secondary education outside of sales courses, personal training courses, things like that. But I am now a certified integration coach. So what does that mean? I'm a transformational integration coach. What does that mean? People go to these big experiences. They usually need coaching, right? They need coaching to help them find the lessons that they learned in the experience and weave them back into the fabric of their life. And the difference between a coach and a counselor is it's like the perfect middle ground between a friend and a counselor. When I think counseling, I think of sitting in a room 
in a chair. Somebody might be with a clipboard, maybe not with a clipboard, but it feels very formal. And then obviously when you're talking to a friend, you're very comfortable with that friend, but they don't have the skills to guide you through maybe a very hard conversation. They're like, oh, fuck that guy. He was a bad guy. Oh, that sounds so horrible. It, 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 they're not trained. So an integration coach is the perfect place in the middle where I'm not going to tell anybody what to do because you have the answers yourself. It's just about helping guide people to find their own answers because you already know. And if you don't think you know, you actually do know. But I'm a part of this industry. And I feel a responsibility to talk about the the darkness that I've seen in this. People wanting to make money. People wanting to do shit like that. Like a bufo ceremony, which is, it only lasts 15 to 20 minutes. But I've heard stories of people doing 5-MeO-DMT. I heard one story, I think, I think it was even on Joe Rogan's podcast, where he had somebody he knew that did 5-MeO-DMT and lived in an alternate reality for 10 years, had a wife, had children, would go to work, come home, loved these children, loved his wife, then came back to this reality and they didn't exist here. 10 years he spent in this place. Of uh, That's what it felt like anyway, because time is is different when you take these things. Imagine going white water rafting after that and literally grieving that these people you love and the children that you thought you had didn't exist here. <laughs> oh, my God. So whatever you're doing, if you, if you want to go down this path, if you are drawn to this path, do your research. Please do your research. Please make sure you try to talk to other people that have maybe gone to these things. Um, research, if you know what kind of plant medicine you want to do, I would highly recommend not looking at blogs or not trying to listen to too much of other people's experiences because they are highly different than each other. The biggest one I've seen is ayahuasca, where people, I've heard so many different stories and accounts that are vastly different from each other. I've heard accounts of people drinking ayahuasca and then going to sleep for two days straight. And that's what ayahuasca was trying to show them. She was trying to show them that you need to rest. I've had, had other people's experiences where they met demons and it was terrifying. And I've had other people's experience where it was the most loving, beautiful experience of their life. Now, they are all very different and nobody can tell you what your experience will be. So reading people's accounts and stories can actually make things actually worse because it can get you very, very scared of what will go on versus listening to your own intuition. The purpose of this path, the purpose of looking at yourself is to develop your own intuition. It's not to delegate it out and delegate out your experience to other people. It's to reclaim your own power and reclaim your own intuition and be like, what do I think? What do I want to do? What am I here for? So it's very important to do your research on maybe facilities or places you want to go or retreat centers or whatever. And maybe talk to people who have been there about the facilitators and things like that. But the actual plant medicines themselves do do research to maybe what the generalities could be. 
but not necessarily specifics tied to one person. That, that would be my recommendation. And this is all stuff I've learned in the course over the past six months. And if anybody wanted to talk to me more about this, you know where to find me. You can reach me on Aaron Lynch Potter. I am taking on clients right now. If you want to have a conversation, I can totally have a conversation with you and see if it's a fit for you. If it's not, that's totally fine. We'd love, happy to share some information with you. But yeah, like this, this darkness that I see sometimes is, is happening. Just any industry has it. There's always people that, especially when the industry first starts and it's first kind of blowing up, like it really is right now. It's crazy what's going on. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of ketamine clinics opening all throughout North America, thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And people go to these clinics and they will have big experiences. And it's not like you can go to a counselor and talk about it. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I had this uh, ketamine experience and um, I had this, this, and this happen. A counselor isn't trained to deal with that. But then I see people who say that they're trained to do it and I've met them and there's no regulation in that industry right now. So it can be quite scary. And I've learned all about this in the past six months and I had no idea. I had no idea that 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 people were charging so much money to people that just don't know and maybe end up hurting the person because they haven't done enough work on themselves. And it's, it's very interesting. So there's, there's, I'm going to talk more about this. This is something that is very close to me and that you can have these big experiences. I kind of talk about a few things. There's the, the dark side of the plant medicines themselves, which is that you don't have to do everything that they tell you to. I've heard a lot of people like, oh, ayahuasca told me to do this, or ayahuasca told me to do that, or the, the mushrooms told me to do that. You are a human being, and you have your own sovereignty, and you can say, hey, no, I don't want to do that. And I had my first-hand experience with that two and a half weeks ago. If I had have listened to what this medicine was telling me to do, holy shit. I would have completely shattered my own life just to find out that that was just a test to see whether or not I will trust myself versus the plants. So it's not a game. That's the dark side of that. And, and it's that's why proper facilitation and all the stuff I'm saying, researching where you're going, making sure you're doing it in a safe place, going in with the right mindset, the right set and setting, mindset and setting the setting being a safe container that you can do it where you feel safe that there's proper things in place to make sure that you're as safe as possible that's one part of it the other part of it is obviously i mean that's both parts of it it's the trusting yourself as best you possibly can and making sure that you're researching these facilities because there's people out there i have friends personal friends that have been down to at the states they took a large dose of something and they basically got locked in a room with a diary and they didn't, they got scared. They had nobody to help them. And that's what this facility did. And it cost them 10,000 us dollars for that. That, that shit pisses me off like that, that, that is what's wrong with that, the industry that this kind of rapidly moving psychedelic kind of movement is that there's people like that out there. So do your research. Please do your research. It's not a game. You're not doing it for fun. You're doing it because you can get a thousand years of healing. That's what it felt like 
two and a half weeks ago, it, it felt like I had a thousand years of healing within my soul and my psyche and my nervous system in two days. Now, even if it's a year, even if it's six months, even if it's whatever, that is huge and they're beautiful and they're powerful, but they're not a game. So I want to share this episode. It's been on my heart for a while. I haven't really, I haven't really, I don't even have an agenda. I just speaking from the heart, trying to share as authentically as I can without being too much of like a downer. I'm trying to be a downer. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to do a bulger and go bungee jumping with me, I'm doing a retreat in two weeks from now. And it, the, the donation is $10,000 million. And uh, it'll be, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys want to do ayahuasca and go to the P&E on the roller coasters? That will be happening in, in November. <laughs> like, holy shit. Anyway, love you guys. Talk to you this week because I'm a little bit late. I will not be late again. And love you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street. Just anybody at all. If you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations that we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners. So please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter. And that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.